0: The Sarah Carter Show. I am so grateful to be with you. It feels like forever. It's been a few weeks and I am excited to be bringing you a huge show today. Uh, We have with us today Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. He has been at the forefront of all the investigations into the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act abuse, uh, the FBI's handling Of President Trump's campaign and the Russia probe in 2016, what that means. You know, he has been outspoken about all these issues. And without congressional members like Congressman Jordan, uh, Devin Nunes, who was the former chairman for the House Intelligence Committee, Mark Meadows, uh, so many more, so many more that have been out there at the forefront of this, we would not have the information uh, we have today and would have not been able to uncover the malfeasance at the FBI and everything else that happened but that's for later on in the show what I want to talk about now is something that I believe is so important because it is reflecting what is happening in our country today with the media and the fact that the mainstream media the institutions that we trust the ones that I remember looking up to when I was a young kid and when I when I believed that this was the only thing, and really, it really was the only thing I ever really wanted to do was be a journalist. It, it, I remember looking up to the New York Times, l- reading the Washington Post, uh, listening to the BBC when I was overseas. And, you know, even though, eh, of course, everybody has their own biases, for the most part, they were doing their job. They were reporting and informing the American people. Now it appears that our media has become uh, nothing more, uh, unfortunately, than a weapon being used against our, you know, our politicians, those they oppose, mainly people on the right, mainly conservatives. This is so, it's so incredible. And those institutions that we trust, we've seen them over and over again slander. Look at what happened to Justice Kavanaugh again. Look at this story in the New York Times All of their purposeful omissions, omissions in a story about Kavanaugh, you know, once again, trying to slander uh, this man and uh, this nobleman who has been through so much in his family. And now we see it happening again with President Trump. Look, they want to impeach the president. This is the left. This is how they operate people. There is no doubt they don't have anything to impeach him on. They're they're fishing. They're trying. They're wasting your tax dollars. That's what they're doing. So the money that you spend, the money that you pay every day that you make it work, that you put back into the government, you know what they're doing instead of doing their job, instead of taking care of issues like education, health care, veterans affairs, all of these issues that need to be investigated, foreign affairs issues, Afghanistan, so many, so many. I can't even begin to count what they're focused on. This is Chairman Gerald Nadler. You know, with the House Judiciary Committee and now Chairman uh, Adam Schiff with the U.S. Intelligence Committee. They're looking into President Trump. That's all they're doing. It is driving them crazy. This is like insane. Three years later, after all we've discovered, all they want to do is target Trump. I am, I'm literally exhausted. Like I am, I don't even know. You know, I'm not going to give up the fight. That's what they want you to do. They want you to get exhausted. They want you to stop looking into things. They want you to give up the fight. So now the new thing is, and why I brought up the New York Times and the Washington Post and what's going on in media, is the new story in the Washington Post about this whistleblower, right, this story about the whistleblower complaint, about President Trump so concerned because he overheard or she overheard the president on a phone call. Think about that. Spies amongst us. Inside the White House, as the president is doing his job, there are people working on taking information outside. These are people that are literally tasked, I believe, with spying on the president and attempting to destroy the president of the United States. They just don't let him do his job. Anytime he's on a phone call, remember all the leaks, the leaks with his conversations that were regarding what the Mexican president were leaked in the beginning. Remember leaks coming out of out of everywhere. Whether he talked to the when he talked to the Russians, when he talked to anybody, constantly transcribes were leaked. This time they went a little bit further. That it wasn't transcriptions. It wasn't just leaked to the Washington Post. Whoever did this actually reported the president to the inspector general out of fear that what the president promised, which we don't even know yet. We don't even know what happened. As, you know, a detriment to our national security. Believe me, people, when you hear me, I know this town. It is incestuous. These people are vicious. They are sharks. They hate this president. He is not perfect. But you've never seen this type of visceral behavior. This type of behavior with a president, any previous president. I've never seen it. And we know there were people spying on him inside the White House. We've seen information come out about that. And I think there are still are people there. This president is being isolated. He is not even able to communicate. Now they're saying that this particular whistleblower complaint, and I want to play something really quick. Let's play Adam Schiff really quick so we can hear that. Let's hear it. Given let's hear. the inspector general said this is urgent, it can't wait. Um, which is a profound concern that we have over what we have seen over the last year, which is a concerted strategy to run out the clock on any information getting to Congress. Here, where it's urgent, um, that is simply not an option. Where it's urgent. Where it's urgent. When is anything ever urgent to Adam Schiff? Well, uh, only impeachment, guys, because he doesn't care about the truth. Remember that. Adam Schiff is never once cared about getting the truth out. I think he absolutely believes his own, in his own twisted mind, in his own crazy mind, that what he is doing is the best thing. He really believes that President Trump is a threat. But remember, look at what he's done. He accuses the president of things that he's already done. Even when he was getting that phone call from those Russian uh, DJs. Remember that, Jenny? That was really funny. Jenny tears in here with me. She was... So anyways, they were calling him. They are playing a trick on him. They said they had naked pictures of Trump. We have naked pictures of President Trump. We are going to give to you. Oh, yeah. Give them to me. Who else? Hook you up with my my assistant and she can get those pictures. Why the heck would Adam Schiff want naked pictures of President Trump? Whatever. I don't even want to waste my time with that guy, but I do want to talk and I want to go back to Congressman Jim Jordan. He is he is really a hero between Congressman Jordan, Congressman Meadows, Nunez and others. Like I said before, we would not have this information. And by the way, I don't want to forget Judicial Watch. They're amazing and they're fighting for documents all the time. I've got Congressman Jordan in the in the house with us right now. I see him walking around outside, and I'm going to get him on with us right now. He is amazing. He is the Congressman of the Fourth District of Ohio. He is uh, somebody I have a great deal of respect for, and I am so grateful that he is here with me today. I am so grateful for you today. I'm so glad you took some time out of your my busy pleasure. life. My I my know pleasure. to be with me, Congressman, uh, here at our beautiful studio we're here at Hillsdale College nice. Kirby Center yes it's great and in Washington DC and I want to start out with with the, I think what is the biggest news uh for the last uh for the last week and this is not just Horowitz but it's the breaking story on uh, the whistleblower mm. uh, the inspector General that had reported apparently that the uh president had a conversation with a foreign leader that has not been totally clarified yet although Although there is a hunch and quite a few people have been reporting that it might be with Ukraine uh, and that they were so concerned about a apparent promise that was made that they delivered that information to the inspector general who is now investigating Tell me your thoughts about that, because this, again, appears to be that there are people inside the White House spying on the president, and that this appears to be another targeted incident of going after President well, Trump. And what
1: it certainly appears to be is uh, the same old movie we see from the Democrats all the time. Uh, you know, they get all spun up. They say all kinds of things that the president supposedly did wrong. And then when the facts come out, it's like, whoa! Wait a minute, Shazam! It wasn't quite that 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 situation that they all described. You know, we we what for two years we heard from Democrats, um, as your audience well knows, um, about this coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia to influence the election. And uh, Adam Schiff was saying we have more than circumstantial evidence to show, and on and on it goes. And then, wow, the evidence comes out, and there's nothing there, even though we spent two years on it, put the country through all this. So um, this looks like that kind of situation once again um let's see what the facts say let's see what the facts say but i, I know one thing and i said this like we we, we were on together last night in, a, in a, uh, on a on a tv show and and um said this last night how much you want to bet whatever the president said whatever he said was in the best interest of the united states of america how much a- you want to bet
0: absolutely absolutely that's what i've been hearing as well so and even the president himself has said look in his in his tweets to yes. the american people look i know that these phone calls are being listened to i know of how many course. people can be on these calls why would i ever do something like this so but this this is what i said too and i've said this it appears that he they're trying to isolate the president they meaning those that are his enemies within this swampy mm. washington mm. dc mess. It's like a muddy mess. And I, I got to tell to the listeners out there, you guys can't imagine what happens here when you get targeted. People don't oh, care. God. They will do anything to destroy your name, to slander you. We talked about Kavanaugh earlier, I did, and and what happened with him. So now the president has been basically put in this position where he doesn't even know who to trust anymore. Can you talk about, as a, as a lawmaker, yeah. when, you, when you all talk in the back rooms, what we don't hear what what do you, you are, say
1: you were so right about what, what the 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 folks in this town who want to come after you I, I always i always say it this way think about this president every single democrat in this town is out to get him everyone in the mainstream press is out to get him and some republicans are out to get him but in spite of that it's been an amazing two almost three years now uh in his first term amazing success for the country whether you're talking economic growth where you're talking you know I, I i put this list together last year during the campaign and i, I you know, taxes cut, regulations reduced, economy growing at three percent, lowest unemployment in fifty years. Gorsuch Even and Kavanaugh, for minorities, yes, for minorities, oh, for, oh, for it's all, incredible. all across any segment of the population, all across our, our our economy, it's it's been good. Wages are up. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh in the court. we out of the Iran deal. The embassy's in, and now, in fact, in Jerusalem, hostages are home from North Korea. We got a new NAFTA agreement that would pass like that if Pelosi would just put it on the floor, and a whole bunch of other things I can't remember. So this has been an amazing presidency amazing leadership from the president in spite of everyone being against him. And you're right, when they come after you, I mean, I know what they tried to do to me last summer. Right. I mean, I talked about my, my best friend in, in Congress, Mark Meadows. Mark and I talk about the, the attacks we get. The president gets it a thousand times worse, and he gets it every single minute of every single day. And yet he just keeps going forward for the American people. So again, that's why, back to the, the subject, that's why I look at this. Adam Schiff out saying what he did. I don't know how many press conferences and and events yesterday and all the Democrats all spun up and and CNN saying all the things they're saying about this whistleblower and what's going on. Let's wait to see the facts. But every other time this has happened, the president has been proven right and the mainstream press and the Democrats have been proven wrong. So let's see what the facts show.
0: That's exactly what I keep saying. The facts. We have to wait until we have more information. We don't even know what this was about. But but the thing is, I don't think they really care. See, it's all about slinging the first yep. bit of mud, right? Yep. Because that, that mud just sticks. It just sticks on a wall. And then, then you're on the defensive, having to scramble and clean it up yourself. It affects your whole family.
1: Oh, it's terrible.
0: Do you think the American people, though, because they've seen this before, this record is played before, do you think the American people are just, at, at this point, just so sick of it yeah. that they're not even paying attention to that anymore. They just want it. They care about the economy. They care about their church. They care about uh, w- what they're going to feed their kids that night at the table, how they're going to make ends meet, and and a, May- maybe a better future because of such a great economy.
1: Yeah, the American people are smart. The American people have common sense, and uh, the mainstream press treats them as if they don't. Um, think about it. In one week's time, we started the week off. We've already forgot about this story. We've started the week off with the New York Times lies about Brett Kavanaugh, right? right? So we start the week off with the mainstream press saying some crazy story where they left out pretty important facts in the story. Um, And then we quickly move to what, four or five days later, now the president is doing this and Adam Schiff is saying this and, and on and on about a whistle. It's like all in one, all within a matter of like five days. So this is just the nature of the mainstream left-wing press and the and the and the left in today's country um i think the american people see through it i think they do
0: well obviously from the amount of people that show up at a presidential rally you know president trump has done something i don't think i would ever have imagined (laughs) any president doing he's like a rock star i mean people are twenty thousand people waiting outside to get in packed houses packed arenas delivering a message is that a good sign to you for 2020 oh the president yeah.
1: president's gonna win you can feel it um i think the president is 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 looked at sized up the, the, the democrats the potential democrats he faces and i i think he knows deep down he's not overconfident he's just confident that he can beat any one of them you go to our state in ohio um I, if the election were today in ohio i think the president would win going away and our wow. state's traditionally seen as one of those right. bellwether states. I think it's solidly uh, behind the president now. I think the, the real battleground could potentially be Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. those those other upper Midwest states. But I think he can win them all just well, like he did Well, and he's before. focusing
0: on those battleground yes, states, yes. and he's focusing on blue states, which is really interesting. This is, a, this is a game changer. He's in New Mexico. We're seeing, you know, CPAC head out to Reno, Nevada, to different places. It, it's because I think there's been this shift, and we see what's, by the way, What's happening in California is unbelievable. Yep. I'm there once every month, and I am stunned at the transformation of that state because of leftist policies that have really just destroyed the state, really destroyed it. Yep, sure what do you think, like, is happening there? Do you—look, th- oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Can there be a shift? Could we see a win in New Mexico like we saw a Pennsylvania shift? We
1: Well— No one thought. No one thought the president was going to win Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Right. uh, And and come as close as he did in Minnesota. So I think there's the potential this could be a landslide. Now we got to do our work. We got to we got to approach this election like it's going to be you know a dogfight and it's going to be real close. But I think the president is well positioned to win this thing and win because you look at you look at what he's accomplished. I mean, just take the one. Take this for for probably our entire lifetimes. Every presidential candidate in either party has run for president saying, whether Republican or Democrat, they run, and they say, if you elect me, I will, in fact, put the embassy in Jerusalem. And then they get elected, Republican or Democrat, they get elected. And the swamp and D.C. give them all kinds of reasons why they shouldn't do what they said they were going to do and what they know they're supposed to do because they were elected on it. So they get elected and they make excuses and they don't do what they said. President Trump gets elected, and he says, and he gets the same stuff. All the people in this town are telling me, oh, you can't do it. He's hearing from everyone. But he says, I told the American people I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. And guess what? It's been great. It's been fine. It's been. Well, they were threatening. They were saying, if you do it, you're going to
0: set off a Palestinian firestorm. There's going to be war in the Middle East and you can't move. He said, and I agree with you. For once, this is what the American people are saying. Stop lying to us. Stop lying. Just tell us the truth. Are you going to do it or are you not going to do it? But don't tell me something so that I put in a vote for you, and then you never show up. And Israel is a is an enormous ally for us. Oh yeah. But if you think about the last years, previous years under President Obama, I mean, there was some real tension there for one oh, of our closest certainly. allies. I mean, certainly.
1: how the president the president is, as, has changed that relationship in in a, in, a, in, a, in a even more positive. It's always been strong between our countries, but uh, this president is so beloved in in the state of Israel because of what he's done, uh, what, he's, what he said about the Golan Heights, uh, getting out of the Iran deal, and then, of course, putting the, putting the embassy uh, in Jerusalem. This president does what he says, and that's what—we we have this group, the, the Freedom Caucus, and our whole focus is doing what we told the American people we were going to do. And I, I always say, we make this job way too complicated. It's pretty darn simple. What would you tell the voters you were going to do when they gave you the privilege to come serve them in the United States Congress? When you get here, just do that. Do what you told them you were going to do. What they elected you to do, and if you, and if you stay focused on that, I think we'll continue to be the greatest country ever, and we'll get the right things done for the country.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Freedom Caucus because this is such an important group. You did so much to change things, to hold people accountable in Congress, and to continue to push the issues that were most important to Americans. First of all, we got a new chairman in the Freedom Caucus, right? Yeah, Andy Big, yes, good guy. yes, right. Mark Andy, has done
1: but Marcus Meadows has done an outstanding job. She's incredible. And, yeah. But Andy Andy will pick right up where Mark has uh, has taken our group and Andy will be a, a great chairman as well.
0: What are the most important issues right now in front of the Freedom Caucus? What are you gonna be focused on um in the upcoming up to the upcoming twenty twenty elections? What do you want to get done?
1: Well, mostly it's stopping the because 'cause we're not unfortunately we're as as everyone knows, we're not in the majority in the House. So mostly it's stopping uh, the Democrats and all the crazy things they want to do, like impeaching our president, like taking away people's Second Amendment liberties, taking away their, their firearms. Um, uh, the Democrats want to continue to spend like crazy. So we're trying to make sure we, we talk about that issue so that when the president does get a second term and if the president wins big, I think we can win back the House and then we can we can get back to beginning to control some, some of this crazy, uh, out-of-control spending here in, in D.C. So those are the issues we focus on. But I would step back and say this. A couple years ago, There were a handful of reporters in this town who were willing to dig into this whole false accusation against the president of the United States that he had coordinated against, coordinated with uh, the Russians to impact the election. And you were one of those handful of reporters. And I appreciate what you did. On the other side, there were only a handful of members willing to dig in, ask the questions, do the kind of stuff we're supposed to do, the kind of oversight and digging in and getting the facts for the American people in the United States Congress. And most of those members of that handful were Freedom Caucus people. Because we feel it's important that the American people get the truth and we defend the guy who we knew was getting falsely accused, the guy the American people elected as president of the United States, we defend him and help get the truth out so that we can show the American people what the Democrats were saying, what the mainstream press was saying was a bunch of baloney.
0: That's right. This is this is so true. I mean, in the in the in the halls of Congress where most Americans aren't every day, of course, you're busy with your own lives, you're taking your kids to school, doing things. I remember I would walk through those halls and I would say to myself, Talking to the to the lawmakers how they would stand up and fight, and it was the Freedom Caucus members that were doing this, the Freedom Caucus members that cared enough and said, you know what, I don't care what these news organizations are reporting, it's not the truth, we're going to get to the truth, and they did not give up the fight. This was Jim Jordan, this was Mark Meadows, day in and day out, working all day and then working all night to get the facts to you and to the American people. And I, you know, this is something that I think is so important for me. I know that you're looking ahead towards 2020. We, you know, for me, it's like, I don't want to see this division in America. Oh, it's bad. We have had so much division. Yep. So how do we, how do we heal? How do we share ideas again? Or has the left gone too far to the left as the right gone too far the right what's going on here no, where we can't meet it, in the middle
1: no it's uh it's unfortunate because today's today's left is different than the left of yesterday um I, I i i say it this way a good friend of mine is dennis kucinich former member of congress and yeah, Dennis he's a great is, guy he's a he's a he's a good man and, and he is truly a friend we had coffee in cleveland several months ago and we i talked with him on the phone a few few weeks back um Dennis is hard left. He's He believes all that crazy liberal stuff. Uh, <laughs> and he thinks I'm way too conservative, you know. So we're, we're about as far apart as you can get, but we are friends. But Dennis is 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 the true sense of, of how, of the, the true liberal. He's like, let's have the debate. You get your best hold. You take your best shot. You make your best argument. I'll do the same. And then let's see who wins. Who's Who's most persuasive? Who carries the day? Who wins in a robust debate? Who actually wins the argument? It's about persuasion. Today's left is not like Dennis Kucinich today's left doesn't even want you to talk they want to call you all kinds of names they want to call our president all kinds of names they say the president is this this and this all false accusations against the president call him names and say oh by extension if you support the president you're guilty of being those same things and therefore you're not even allowed to talk you're not even allowed to engage in the debate that is completely different from where dennis kucinich is so i would I, i you're right we are way too polarized way too, way too divided in this country today and that is not healthy for a nation not healthy for our culture but i don't know how to make it better because where the left is where they want to take our country i mean think about this they want to they want to take away they want to take away private health insurance they want to take away your, your border they want to take away your guns they want to take away your private uh, your uh, drinking straws they don't even want to drink with a plastic straw they want to take away your supreme court justice they want to take away your president with this impeachment stuff they, they are, are are taking radical positions, so the only way to, to get things back where I think they need to be and make sure America remains the greatest country ever is we just got to win the debate. There is no compromising with today's hard left. You we just have gotta, to make
0: it cool again to be American, yes, yes. to be independent, to be individuals, to build businesses, and because it, I agree with you, and when I listen to what you're saying and I hear the people across this country, I think to myself, these are socialist ideas. What we're hearing being spouted, even with our Democratic presidential candidates at their debates, the possibilities are endless, but they all sound like socialists. Yep. Yep. They sound like socialists, and that would be. A total shift in our country. Do you think that has something to do with our universities, our colleges? Oh, I mean, so many of our young people. Of
1: course, the attack. W- why on the were first,
0: we asleep, The attack on the First
1: Amendment. Is, why were we asleep? Yeah. We
0: send our kids to the universities that and colleges. Your tax dollars pay for, by That's the way. That's right. That's we right.
1: We had uh, so so two things happened uh, last summer uh, in the last Congress uh, that that talk about the attack on the First Amendment. And the, and the first one is we had some hearings in the Oversight Committee. Where we brought in, we talked about, you know, safe spaces and, and, and free speech zones and triggering safe language spaces. and all this stuff. Yeah. So. Um,
0: you don't have a safe space we had, in Congress. Uh, it,
1: no. Well, the safe space and free speech zone is, uh, the free speech zone <laughs> is supposed to be America. It's called I the First know. Amendment. But I asked this professor uh, near the end of this hearing, I asked this professor, I said, professor, on a college campus in a safe space, could I say this sentence? Donald Trump is president. And his, his, he began his response by saying, well, Congressman, it depends. And I interrupted him, I said, It's a fact. There's no it depends about it. He was elected November eighth, twenty sixteen. He won the electoral college. He lives at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. He is in point of fact president of the United States. There is no it depends about it. But that's where the crazy left will take us. The absurdity of it all, that's where they will take us. Second thing that happened, that's an attack on the First Amendment. You mentioned this mm-hmm. earlier. When when you when you stand out and fight, you you get attacked from all all people. Right. Uh, last July July of twenty eighteen, I got a call from a good good friend of mine, Matt Gates, who's been a tremendous fighter as well for the, oh, for the getting the he's truth funny. out there. Yeah, and he is very funny. <laughs> Matt called me up, and Matt's always like going hundred miles an hour, and he and he called me up, and all he said, I answered the phone, and all he said is Jim, Twitter is shadow banning us. And my first response was, What's shadow banning? I didn't even know. You know, I'm I'm older, Matt's younger. He figured and so he explained it to me. Turned out he was right. Four members of Congress. You got you got four hundred and thirty five in the House, hundred in the Senate, five hundred and thirty-five members of the United States Congress. Four. Four were being shadow banned by Twitter. Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan. Kind of interesting four they picked, right? Right. Jack Dorsey says, oh, this wasn't intentional. CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, says it wasn't intentional. This was just a glitch in our algorithm. So I'm doing one of the shows and, and it, it, this comes up and I said, Mr. Dorsey said it was just a glitch in his algorithm. I said, what'd they put in the algorithm? The names Gates, Meadows, <laughs> Nunes, Jordan. I mean, come well, on. they
0: put Sarah Carter yes, in that because yes. I have been shadow banned now for... Uh, Jenny, probably like four or five days now, we've noticed a dramatic, I mean, block on my right now on my Twitter and my uh, website. It's and it goes across the social media. So they don't want us talking. Our First Amendment rights are under attack. And what's so weird is it's working in concert. We used to be scared of like Soviet Union style government, right? A communist socialist government that would control everything. It's private companies, public companies. Yep. Twitter is a publicly traded company. Yep. Who are they, honestly, really, to tell us yeah. what we can and can't say? And that's got to be frightening.
1: No, you got you, the the attack on uh, Americans' liberties and particularly their First Amendment free speech rights. It's coming from all directions. Still, the biggest threat, the biggest threat is government. I mean, we saw it a few years ago with what the IRS did when they went after conservatives like you and I and, and, and the constituents I represent. and. And and conservative people all over the country, uh, but nothing. And I thought that was the worst thing. But nothing is nothing has been as bad as what I what we all started to see a couple years ago, and have been following and trying to uncover. And you've been doing great work, as I said. Uh, that, yeah, but that's the want, FBI. What the FBI tried to well, do. Well, let me
0: ask you that before you go, because I know you're a busy man, and I want to keep you all day. Although I could talk to Congressman Jordan literally all day long. <laughs> I mean, you're I kind. he is so smart, and there's so much there's so much knowledge there, and so much that's going on here in Washington that he's aware of. That's what I want to go to right now. What do you think is going to happen? We got Attorney General William Barr, yep. right? He appointed John Durham of Connecticut, who is now investigating. That's been very hush-hush. There hasn't been a lot of leaks from there, but we do know that he's traveled to Europe. He's been interviewing a lot of people, and as well as FBI and CIA. And we have um, Horowitz's investigation, which is now being reviewed, the FISA yep. report, by uh, Attorney General William Barr, as well as uh, CIA um, FBI Director Ray. Uh, so what do you think is is going to happen? And do you believe? Because I have so many people telling me, you know what? I'm exhausted in yeah, this. I, I think there's a two tier justice system. I'll yeah. believe it when Barr charges someone. When someone's indicted, I'll believe it. What do you think? Do you believe it?
1: Um, yes, and I do. I'm. I. I think uh, you. You're in the same category. I have a great deal of confidence in the Attorney General. I've been yeah, impressed with his, uh, the way he's handled himself, the professional manner he's handled himself. Um, Mr. Horowitz is, is in that same category. His, you know, we, we learned about Andy McCabe, uh, right. lying three times under oath from, from Michael Horowitz. We learned about the first learned about the struck page text messages from Michael Horowitz. That's where this, this starts. So, uh, Michael Horowitz does good work and deserves credit. Yes, very he does. Much. In the end, let's hope people who did wrong are actually held accountable because you're right. It's the number one question I get. People walk up to me and they'll just like, when is someone going to jail? And, and <laughs> exactly. I, I like, look, Every I can't day. put anyone in jail. I'm in the legislative bra- branch. I can't do that. But that's got to come from the executive branch. Our job is to uncover as much facts as, and truth as we can get to and, and make sure the American people understand it. It's Bill Barr's job to prosecute. We'll see how it shakes out. What I do what I am concerned about right now is that the Democrat chairman in the House committees of jurisdiction, the Oversight Committee and the, and the Judiciary Committee, Mr. Cummings and Mr. Nadler, right. I'm afraid they're not even going to have hearings on Mr. Horowitz's... They did have hearings on the Comey report. Yeah, I'm afraid they're not even going to have hearings on on the bigger report coming on the broader concerns about what happened at the FISA court. Because so,
0: as for, for our listeners, so you know, I mean, this is because obviously the Democrats control the committees now. And so yep. no matter how hard... The republicans fight this and they beat their chest and shout to the rooftops it's still the chairmans of those committees are the democrats
1: yeah so i hope they do let me just make one one point out one thing here think about jim comey jim comey is the guy who starts the trump russia investigation july of 2016. jim comey is the guy who allows peter struck the same guy who said don't worry lisa we'll stop trump allows peter Strzok to run that investigation peter struck who ran the clinton investigation mr horowitz said you shouldn't have let uh, you shouldn't have let peter Strzok anywhere near the leadership of that investigation after he ran the clinton investigation jim comey allowed it to happen jim comey's the guy who allows the dossier to go to the, to the secret court the fisa court and be used to go spy on a fellow american citizen who's working with the trump campaign and jim comey's the guy who leaks information to the new york times to get the special counsel and finally, on,
0: By the way, to get the special counsel on a situation that isn't even real. Yes. The entire yes. narrative was based on lies. Yes.
1: yes. And finally, Jim Comey is the guy who goes up to Trump Tower January 6, 2017, when it's president-elect Trump, three days after, you pointed this out the other night, three days after Chuck Schumer had said, if you mess with the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday getting back at you. The intelligence community goes up three days later to Trump Tower. Brief, Almost
0: like he knew something, people. To
1: brief President Trump on the dossier and give him the overall intelligence briefing that the president-elect right. is is has to get. And while they're there, they're trying to trap the president, set up the president, because Jim Comey leaves that meeting, walks out and starts memorializing that conversation on a secure laptop, goes back and has a conversation with McCabe, Baker, Strzok, Page, Rabicki, all the key people who were the cabal at the top anyway. And he does all this while he's telling the president You're not under investigation, Mr. President.
0: Folks, if that's not a series of evidence right there, then what is? And this is why I'm so concerned, because when the when the DOJ decided not to prosecute Comey on those those charges of the of the memo leaks, I thought to myself, why aren't they looking at the scope of this? Why are they nitpicking on small little pieces of, okay information that you could possibly charge? But what about the whole scope? The fact that what we have been reporting on for the last two and a half years and what Congress, Congressman Jordan and all the others have uncovered appears to be a soft coup of a U.S. president in order to remove him from office or keep him from becoming president of the United States. And if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what could. And I'm going to give the last word to you. What are your hopes for 2020? Both for the state of Ohio, for your great constituents. You know how much well, I love Ohio. No. I'm always there, and 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 for our country. No,
1: uh, look, let me, let me thank you again. Uh, I, I meant it when I said there are literally a handful. You can count them. Less than ten uh, reporters who did real journalism, good journalism, good work on this whole um, Trump Russia false accusation. Uh, story and and you were uh, you were just critical to making sure the American people got the facts. So thank you for that. Ohio's going to be fine. In in a political sense, we're going to we're going to be for the president. It's going to be a good year uh, for us. And we our economy is doing great thanks to President President Trump. Um, the last thing I'd say is this: your last point, so important. Emmett Flood sent a letter to the Attorney General. Emmett Flood, the lawyer for the president, back yes. when the Mueller report first came out, and he said near the end of that letter, "We would all do well to remember." if they can do it to a president, imagine what they can do to you and I. And that's what's at stake here. That's why the work you have done over the last several years on this issue, it's, it's about the foundational principles of this country. It's why I've been so focused on getting the truth out there because if this can happen to a president of the United States, they can do anything to Sarah Carter, Jim Jordan, and more important to the constituents I get the privilege of representing. That is scary. That is never supposed to happen in this country. That's why your work is so important.
0: And that's why your work is so important for the American people, Congressman. I could not have said it better myself. It was amazing. Thank you so much you. for being with me today. What Congressman Jordan said there at the end, you got to take that in and think about it and if you get a chance, I mean, just rewind it and listen to what he's saying. That's exactly why I spent the last two and a half years more, actually. Investigating this issue on President Trump, investigating what happened to the United States president, not because he was the president of the United States, but because armed federal agents that we entrust with our lives, those senior officials, those senior officials are supposed to be doing what's best for our country. They're not supposed to be playing political games. When you go to Quantico and you're an FBI agent, the first thing they tell you at Quantico is, and I know this because I've got a lot of friends in the FBI, is you leave your political beliefs outside the door. It's all about the facts. Remember, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. That's not what happened to your folks. Their political bias came right in to our country and are threatening. They are threatening. Threatening. Our Constitution, our nation, the way we handle things, we have become so divided. Why? Why have we allowed this to happen? This is not President Trump's fault. And remember what Congressman Jordan said, because he's 100% right. This is about each and every one of us. If they can do this to a U.S. president, to a sitting president, what do you think they can do to you? What do you think can happen to you? Is there a two-tiered justice system? What are we? Who are we? What are we willing to stand up for? What are the fundamental issues, the fundamental beliefs in our nation that made our country so great, that made us willing to send our children, our husbands, our wives to war to fight for this great nation? Those sacrifices were not for nothing. Those sacrifices were to protect this country and protect the Constitution and our Bill of Rights and our nation from ever turning like any of those other countries that have proven themselves to be absolutely, absolutely based on false promises. They're corrupted and falling apart. All you have to do is look at what happened to the Soviet Union. Look at what happened in Venezuela. Look at what happened in Cuba, you know, in Vietnam in all these countries to realize how terrible those systems of governments are. Are we willing to give that up or are we going to stand up and fight for what's right? This is should, we should not be divided on this. You know, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about it because, you know, he mentioned Gerald Nadler. I've mentioned uh, Gerald Nadler as well as Elijah Cummings and the, you know, the chairman and they are pushing for this impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. And, um, You know, they called Corey Lewandowski to testify, and I I want you to hear this clip of, you know, uh, Corey Lewandowski, who I know, Corey is being questioned here um, at the House Judiciary Committee, and could you you go ahead and play that clip, David?
1: How many times has the president asked you to meet him in the White House? The White House is directed to not disclose the substance of How any discussions. How many times did you meet with the president alone in the White House in 2017? I don't know the answer to that. How many, many times did president? he direct you to deliver a message to a member of his cabinet? The White House is directed to not disclose the substance of any discussions did with the president. Di-
0: Can you believe this? They are still trying to investigate the Mueller report. You guys, Mueller, Robert Mueller's report, the former special counsel found No evidence of conspiracy with Russia. There is no obstruction. By the way, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, the former Deputy Attorney General, who actually appointed the special counsel, signed off that there was no obstruction. Attorney General William Barr signed off that there was no obstruction. But this is what they are wasting your taxpayer dollars on. And I wanted to play that clip because Corey has been back and forth. He has done I don't even know how many hours of interviews with these folks with these Democrats. I don't know what they're looking for, but they're fishing for something. This is so disruptive to our nation, so disruptive to the administration, because they can't, I'm surprised how much they've done. I mean, we've gone over it in this podcast, how much this administration has done. But imagine how much more the president can do, how much more Congress can do. Uh, They represent us. If they weren't just focused on trying to remove President Donald Trump, Because that's exactly what they're doing, people. That is exactly why Adam Schiff, Gerald Nadler, Elijah Cummings, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, all of these folks are just Maxine Waters. Wait, Maxine Waters, let's play a clip there. I've got a Maxine Waters clip. I don't even want to end this until we play that. That's crazy. I don't respect this president. I don't trust this president. He's not working in the best interest of the American people. His motives and his actions are contemptible, And I will fight every day until he is impeached. What? Seriously? I can't even believe what's coming out of Maxine Waters' mouth. The lowest unemployment, the lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans, Latin-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, all across the board, every American lowest. It's amazing. Moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Israel, rebuilt our friendship with Israel after it was so badly damaged for eight years. Not leading from behind, folks. That's ridiculous. Leading from the front, being a front runner, showing the world what it is to be proud of your country, to be proud of your people, to be proud of your industries, bringing back manufacturing jobs. Look, it's not an easy, it's not an easy task. It will be hard, and the president will have a difficult time in some areas. But this president has done more, I I know when history looks back, than any other president in the first three years of office, never seen anything like this. This is incredible. And considering what he is up against, considering what he is up against, I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's genius. It's genius. He must just ignore them and shut them out. Just shut out their voices and fight them. And you as American people, you have the right to stand up and you have the right to fight for what you believe in too. And that's why we're here together to tell you the truth, to bring you the stories. Thank you so much. For being on the Sarah Carter podcast with me, for listening, and I want you to visit saracarter.com That's Sarah. Don't forget the A Carter.com, where you'll read all my latest stories and Jenny Tears, because she is my partner in crime. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.